Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Soslin. Today we are studying Masechet Beitzah, Daf Chaf Bet, page 22. Two Mishnayot at the bottom of yesterday's Daf bear reviewing, especially since we didn't have a chance to study them together. These Mishnayot record stringencies of Beit Shammai regarding what may be done on Yom Tov. In the first Mishnah, we learn Beit Shammai's position that a person may not heat water just to warm his feet, unless the water may also be used for drinking. <clears throat> Beit Hillel says that one may even make a bonfire to warm himself. The second Mishnah goes one step further, listing the stringencies of Beit Shammai, which have the gushpanka, the stamp of approval, from the great Rabban Gamliel himself. Shloshad barim Rabban Gamliel machmir kedivrei Beit Shammai. In three cases, Rabban Gamliel is machmir, stringent, going along with the words of Beit Shammai. One, that one cannot insulate hot water on Yom Tov for the Sabbath, that is to cover a hot water bottle in order to keep it hot for Shabbat. One can't do that on Yom Tov. Two, that one cannot straighten a candlestick, which has tilted or fallen on Yom Tov. And three, that one cannot bake thick loaves of bread on Yom Tov because they take more effort than baking basic bread or wafers. The Mishnah continues with a classic statement by Rabban Gamliel, who loves to tell stories of what was done in his childhood. Amar Rabban Gamliel, Min shel beit Abba, in all the days of my father's home, lo hayu ofin pitin britzin ela rikikin, they would never bake thick bread, only wafers. His students said to him, avicha shehayu machmirin alatzman umekilin l'chol Yisrael. His students said, that doesn't matter. What should we do with your father's house, with the stories of your father's home in your childhood? They used to be stringent for themselves, but they were lenient for all of Israel. They used to let others bake thick loaves of bread. The students of Rabban Gamliel are basically saying, that doesn't help us to clarify the halakha, because you had different rules in your own home than you expected of others. On today's daf, the Mishnah continues, bringing examples of places where Rabban Gamliel is actually more lenient. He said three things that were lenient. You may sweep the room of beds, which Rashi explains is actually the room in which people used to eat, where they were misubin. Uh, they reclined on the beds to eat. You may place incense on coals on Yom Tov. And you may put a, a kid, a goat, on a spit even on Pesach evenings. All three of these things are not permitted by the Chachamim. And Rabban Gamliel is mekil. He is lenient on them. The Gemara brings eyewitness accounts to clarify Rabban Gamliel's position in the first two leniencies. 
the first two kulot in the Mishnah. Both of these eyewitness accounts come from Rabbi Eliezer Bar Tzadok. Amar Rabbi Eliezer Bar Tzadok, Pe'amim harbe'a nichnasti achar abba levate Rabban Gamliel. There were many times in which I accompanied my father into Rabban Gamliel's home. And they would not sweep the dining room on Yom Tov. What they would do is they would spread sheets on the floors the day before, and then the next day when the guests came to eat, they would remove the sheets and the room would be look like it had been swept. The Chachamim who are listening to Rabbi Eliezer Bar Tzadok, says that this is not proof that Rabban Gamliel did not do this or that he believed you could do this on Yom Tov. As they say, this can't prove it. Im Kain, af b'shabat mutar la'asat ken. Right? If that was what he did, if he were to spread the sheet and then pick up the sheet after one meal had happened and before the next guest came, that would be permitted even on Shabbat, and he would not have had anyone to disagree with him about Yom Tov. Because there is a machloket that is recorded, Rabban Gamliel must have permitted sweeping on Yom Tov itself. It would not make sense for anyone to have held that you could not sweep in this way. And so because there is a machloket, we can believe that in fact Rabban Gamliel held this. The same is true for the incense, the mugmar biyom tov. Rabbi Eliezer Bar Tzadok said, no, I, I used to see they never would place incense on burning coals on Yom Tov, but they would take these censers with holes in them and they would fill them with smoke before Yom Tov and then plug the holes before Yom Tov. And the next day when guests would arrive, they would unplug the holes and the house would smell fragrant. Again, the Chachamim said, this isn't proof, because what you're talking about, filling a sensor um, and then plugging its holes and then allowing the holes to um, unplug and make the house fragrant, would be permitted even on Shabbat, and there would be no use for a machloket. The Gemara continues to discuss whether or not these two kulot, these two leniencies were in fact um, Rabban Gamaliel's leniencies and other details of them. And then on the following daf, on tomorrow's daf, actually, the discussion comes about whether or not osin gdi mekulas, whether or not you are permitted to roast a kid on Pesach. And Rabban Gamaliel said you are, but the Gemara brings a brighta about todos ish romi, todos of Rome, who... Um, they sent to him, Totos of Rome said, let's start eating goat on Pesach night on a spit, roasted, a roasted kid. The rabbi sent to him and said, no, you cannot do this, right? You, I mean, of course, you're an important man. Totos was a wealthy and influential man in the community, and they said, um, you cannot do this. Todos goes ilmale todos ata goes reinu alecha nidui. If you were not todos, this would be um, a very serious, worthy of excommunication. She'atam achilat b'nei Yisrael kodshim b'chutz. It looks like where you are actually making Jews eat um, kodshim, holy things, things that should only belong in the temple. You're making them eat those outside of the temple in Rome, and that is 
a very serious prohibition, a very serious infraction of Jewish law. Now, of course, Todos was not feeding the people uh, food that was meant for the Beit HaMikdash. Of course, that is not the case. And the Gemara questions this and says, Did you think, even for a moment, that those kids were actually, those goats, were actually kodshim? Were they actually meant to be sacrifices? No. The Gemara explains, Ella emar ke'en kodshim. No, the issue is that they looked like they are similar to kodshim. Those roasted goats that were being sacrificed in Rome in the time of Todos looked too much like kodshim. They looked too much like something that could be sacrificed. And they would lead people to accidentally think that it was permitted to bring sacrifices or that people could eat uh, things that were meant for the Beit HaMikdash outside of Jerusalem. The whole point is that the rabbis told Totos, you may not serve um, a kid, a goat, outside of Jerusalem because it looks too much like something that could be brought as a sacrifice, and we don't want people thinking that you can eat sacrificial meat outside of Jerusalem. So all of these texts are so interesting because they remind us of the power of what is seen, the ke'en, what we sometimes refer to colloquially as marit ayin, how the eyes see it what your actions convey even without your knowledge. The roasted kid may be perfectly innocent, but it looks like it might be an actual sacrifice, and therefore it is dangerous to do anything that looks like something that is prohibited because people will see it and they will assume it is permitted. All of these things are about how we are viewed, how our actions are viewed by others. Rabbi Eliezer ben Sadok remembers everything he saw in the home of Rabban Gamaliel. While the sages don't allow his witnessing to be taken as halachic precedent, he is prepared to make halacha based simply on what he saw. And this is not only true for rabbis. Even Todos of Rome is held to the same standard because as a person of influence, there is an assumption that his actions are being watched and used as models for how one should behave. In, ex in a way, each of us is a person of influence. The examples on this staff are reminders that all of our actions matter because we never know what message we may be sending to those who see us. This is good news and bad news. On the one hand, as my mother likes to say, you can never do anything wrong anywhere because there is inevitably always someone who will see you at your worst. But in a way, it is also nice to know that we are seen and that what we do influences others. It can motivate us to live at our very best. And I like to believe that that is the goal of the whole enterprise in the first place. Until tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.